Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 6th, 2024. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Grimoire Society. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, In order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. By Andrea Dykstra. So we're talking about rosemary this week, and today we're talking about the magical and spiritual properties of rosemary. So yesterday we talked about the history, and today we're talking magical. So this comes to us from awesomeon20.com. Rosemary's metaphysical properties reflect its biological properties quite neatly. It carries the energy of wisdom, focus, and memory, but it's such a prolific herb in witchcraft that this is just the short list. The herb can also be used in spells for protection, purification, healing, health, love, lust, sleep. It can be added to any spell for amplification. It can be used as a substitute for herbs. It's a good idea to keep some around because clearly it's wonderful. <laughs> um, so some things you can do is burn it uh, for purification. Infuse the essential oil uh, into like a diffuser while studying uh, to help boost memory. Add dried rosemary to spell jars or charm bags to amplify your intention. And drink rosemary tea to bring you wisdom. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from literaryhub.com. A look inside the 17th century witch trials of the Arctic Circle by Chelsea Iverson. So Finnmark is a quiet, unassuming sprawl of natural splendor situated in the northeastern corner of Norway. It's well within the Arctic Circle, seeming to head off the Barents Sea, sort of the last stop before ice bridges, polar bears, and perpetual winter. In Finnmark, the villages have always been small and sporadic and isolated, and the relationship with the natural world has always been immediate. Storms and seasons were everything. Fishing was, and still is, the most crucial industry, and the region has a storied history with witches. The 17th century brought witch fever all the way up to the Arctic region known for its codfish. Roughly 137 people were accused of trolldom, a.k.a. witchcraft, in a span of less than 100 years. Of those accused, 92 were either killed by execution or died while in custody. This may not sound like a high number. After all, about 12,000 people were executed in Europe during the witch hunt years. But in a region where the population was only about 3,200 at the time, this meant that almost 5% were accused of witchcraft. Hunting witches defined almost an entire century for the coastal communities of Finnmark. There are surviving court records from the 17th century that document the accused uh, from their trials and their crimes, as well as their confessions and executions. 
These records and the scholarship that had them analyzed make for a jaw-dropping read. There are, for instance, accounts of women confessing to drinking beer with Satan and seeing neighbors and friends turn into cats and ravens. Though the trials themselves often only focused on one witch at a time, there were several instances when more than 10 people were killed in a chain of accusations. It happened like this. So one person was accused, and it was common for her to denounce others who may have been involved in witchcraft in her village or a neighboring one. Grudges and suspicion fueled the witch craze, and according to the laws at the time, one accusation was enough to send someone to trial to inflict torture and ultimately execute them. Unsurprisingly, 81% of the people who were killed for witchcraft during this 100-year span were women, which actually, it's really funny, that stat actually holds pretty well. It's usually like 81 to 86, I believe, percent women. Um, that's that's, that's a, a typical percentage uh, in terms of witchcraft uh, accusations. So Norwegian women made up most of these deaths, but indigenous populations of Sami suffered right alongside them. Some of the indigenous traditions that were Sami men and women practiced, like the use of rune drums, for instance, were considered to be a form of sorcery or witchcraft by the Norwegian authorities at the time which likely meant that any Sami people living amidst, like living with Norwegian communities, had to hide or stop many traditions and beliefs and practices, or they'd be accused and possibly killed for it. So there's plenty of theories today about what could have caused such an uproar over witchcraft during the time period. Some blame ergot, a, fungal, uh, a fungus on wheat. Other scholars believe the harsh environment of the Arctic independence on weather caused witch paranoia which went to Europe and then later Salem. Most likely it's just a combination. And I agree. I, I My theory is always just hysteria. It just makes sense of how this can happen in all different areas, you know, despite like everything. When life was really, really hard, you look for commonalities, you look for reasoning, you look for blame. And I think, honestly, I think that's how it happens. Anyways, I thought this was really cool. I never knew about like Arctic witch hunts. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, February 6th. The waning crescent moon moves from jaunty Sagittarius to serious-minded Capricorn today. Here, the moon trines Jupiter. We are definitely moving into some serious business today, ready to give this day our absolute all. The trine to Jupiter and Taurus says that with minimum effort, we will get maximum reward. With such a great wind at our backs, the key is to direct the sails. Make sure to use Capricorn's single-mindedness to take you where you want to go. If you keep your eye on the prize, you will definitely get where you're going today. Your daily moon mantra is, if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Only the elusive and exclusive witches, eminent in their communities and ever attuned to the murmurs of the world, are privy to the Grimoire Society's monthly missive. Not for the frivolous, obtuse, or inattentive, 
Our cereal caters to the creme de la creme of witching society, imparting knowledge, amusement, and the art of conjuration at every turn of the moon. Safely ensconced within your witch's cabinet, nestled between the eye of Newt, or consider presenting a subscription to the fledgling witch, new to the neighborhood with a yearning for the enchanting camaraderie of the witching world. Only $5 an issue, free shipping, U.S. only, at thegrimoiresociety.com. All right, so we are back with our planning series. Yesterday, we talked about reviewing our past year to help us decide what goals to have for the new year. And today, we're going to talk about consistency. So how to make habits out of the things we want. So many questions we see in this podcast is people asking how to create daily magical habits. You know, I mean... Yeah, it makes sense, right? We want to feel our path and our magic every day. We want to live the fantasy, right? And it's hard to do that when we're not practicing every day. So I definitely understand this like urge to want to practice every day. So I can definitely see why that's one of our most asked questions. So starting is easy. Keeping it up is hard. And, you know, oh gosh, how often do you start a habit that you do every single day for years and then like one bad day, one sickness, one whatever just completely throws it? It's hard. So I think number one, the first thing you have to do, and again, this, I want to make sure I'm sourcing Michelle B on YouTube, big fan. Uh, I get such great ideas from her. So please, 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 if you're into this at all, please subscribe to her channel. Check her out. So number one, stop self-bullying. Being hard on yourself when you stop a habit will only make it harder to try it again for fear of shame, even self-shame. I think we sometimes use shame as like an outside source, like it's something other people do to us, but we have a lot of self-shame, you know? Um, we see that in people who maybe struggle to relax, right? There's this fear of like, I'm not being productive. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. Um, and I think we can be so hard on ourselves and bully ourselves harder than other people. So try imagining other people who have stopped a habit. Would you think so poorly of them? Often not, right? Two, Reset your mind to feeling in control rather than out of control. So I forgot to grab ritual supplies and the stores closed for the weekend. So maybe that was a habit you wanted to do. Maybe you wanted to do a ritual every month and you marked it on your calendar. You're like, I'm going to do it on the full moon. You got the partner and the kids out of the house and you, you're ready to go. And then you realized, oh crap, I forgot the incense. I forgot the candles. And I was going to run to the store. And because I thought about it, I maybe thought I did, but I didn't. And now they're closed. Retrain your brain to not think, oh, well, I've ruined it. I messed this all up. Instead, think, oh, I'll just move my ritual and I'll get the supplies when it opens rather than I'm such an idiot. Why did I mess that up? Right? Frame. Frame the situation along the control that you have rather than the control you do not have. Okay, so 
instead of thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I messed that up. I, I, I did all this work for no reason and now I can't even do it. Instead think, oh, it's actually really not that hard to move the thing. The kids seemed really excited to go to the movies. They'll love to go to the movies next week. Or, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to do the ritual without the incense and the candles. I'm going to take advantage of this time I've created for myself and do the thing regardless. What do you have control of and focus on that rather than focusing on, oh, the store's closed. Like, don't focus on the thing you have no control over. And that'll help with consistency because you did it. You still did the thing, right? So next is to create a goal menu. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. And maybe some of our more creative witches out there, our scrapbookers and our Canva lovers, I could totally see you guys being like, I'm going to make an actual cutesy little men like menu with like a little cat mascot and I'm going to make a name for it. I could see you doing that on like Canva or your scrapbooking and it'd be so adorable. So create a goal menu. So let's say your goal is to meditate every day for 15 minutes, right? Very normal goal. A lot of us want to meditate daily. I personally feel like when I was doing that, it was it really helped with like my natural psychic abilities. It's just good for your brain. It's good for mindfulness, gratitude. So you want to meditate 15 minutes and it shouldn't be that hard, right? We should be able to find 15 minutes anywhere. So cut that into five minutes. Now cut it into one minute. Now you have your goal menu. So when you're having a hard day or a busy day, you can choose any option from that menu. 15 minutes, five minutes, one minute. Maybe one minute is more feasible on a day when dinner's late and traffic was heavy and you forgot that you agreed to go to the soccer game. On days like that where it feels like everything is spiraling under like out of control, do the goal for one minute. Meditate for one minute. And why that's important is because you did it. You succeeded at your goal. Whether you did 15 minutes, five, 10, one, you still did it. You still got that check mark. And that feels really good. And it makes you not feel like a failure, which I hate to use that word, but it's a reality of how a lot of us feel. You know, I hate when people say like, oh, don't, don't call, don't say failure. Don't say bad witch. Don't say this. Sometimes we want to use those words because that's how we feel. You know, um, I remember saying to my mom once, sometimes I feel broken. And she says, don't use that word broken. I said, I know I'm using the word that best describes how I feel, you know, because I want you to understand how I feel, you know? So sometimes we can feel like we're failures or that we're not doing a good job or that we're a bad witch. And having a goal menu gives you the ability to succeed no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening. And I think that's really good for our confidence and it's really good for empowerment. So let's think of another example. Let's say your goal is to do a ritual every month, right? Like me, like that's usually my big thing is I like to do my my monthly ritual. Well, let's say I'm living with a roommate, okay? And ooh, now I suddenly don't have all this space to myself to walk around 
naked with some wine. You know what I mean? So I can have a goal menu instead. So one option on my goal menu could be full-blown ritual. Another option on my on my menu could be maybe just the ritual dash. Another option on my menu could be maybe just the spell. And then another option could be maybe just the wind down. Like I can take my big goal and break it down into smaller aspects of it or chunks. And so no matter what the situation is that I can't control, I can't control if my roommate's home, I can't control if they have guests over, I can't control if they're watching a movie, like I can't control that. But what I can't control is my goal menu. So, okay. So let's say I really, really, really want to do a ritual, my ritual on the full moon every month. Well, on the full moon, it's my roommate's birthday and we're having people over. So what can I control? Right? Well, I can control moving it to maybe I, I know she'll be out of town next weekend. So I can just move my ritual to then. Or maybe I really do want to do it on, on do it on the moon. Maybe I'm a moon girly and I really want to do it on the moon. Well, I can maybe just do the wind down part after everyone's left. So I still succeeded, right? So I really love this idea of a goal menu. Our last one is notice, but not judge. Okay, so let's go back to the meditation example. Maybe each morning when you try to meditate, you realize you can't stop thinking about your to-do list for the day. So I've been struggling with that. I've been really struggling with uh, insomnia. And the reason is, is because my anxiety has been um, in hyperdrive for various reasons, but my anxiety has been out of control. So what happens is I'll wake up almost every night at like 3 a.m. and I start thinking of all the things I'm anxious about and it keeps me awake and then I don't go back to sleep and then I'm tired all day. That's been a big problem, right? And same thing happens when, like, you know, when we meditate, maybe we can't stop thinking about the things we're anxious about, or we can't stop thinking of our to-do list. Instead of judging yourself for this, instead of judging, oh, you really need to clear your mind when you meditate, which like, I don't fully believe in, um, or, oh, again, you, you, you woke up again at 3 a.m. and didn't go back to sleep again, instead of judging ourselves, maybe we just notice that it's something that happens, right? So for the meditation example, okay, you notice that when you meditate in the morning, you can't stop thinking ab about your to-do list. So maybe we notice morning isn't an ideal time. Maybe lunch is better or before bed, you know? So for example, my issue with my insomnia is instead of being hard on myself that I can't go back to sleep and, um, which happens, I'll get mad at myself in the moment. Maybe I've noticed it's easier to fall asleep if I put a YouTube video on the TV, right? So we're looking for proactive solutions instead of drowning in the judgment. You know what I mean? All right, witches. I hope that was helpful. So we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Sherry Taylor. Sherry, you magical, spiffy land mermaid. Midnight Lightning, you luminous, scrumptious gnome. Lisa Lord, you fair, talented land mermaid. And Emmy Jean, you starry-eyed, smashing garden nymph. 
Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And that's all I've got for you today. So don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.